In today's show, we're looking ahead to Monday's games in the NBA. There are eight of them on streaming options. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble, on TikTok at redrock underscore beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Also, Substack, joshlloyd48.substack.com. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. The promo code is locked on. All right, we're going to talk about the action on Monday, what we're watching for in these games, some injury updates, and some streaming options, of course. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, it's the Hawks. They're taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. I want to watch AJ Griffin because I think he's good. Big minutes in the last game. Um, in fact, look at the minutes. 10, 14, 12, 17, 21, 27. 27 minutes while Justin Holiday played seven minutes. Actually played 30 minutes. That was the overtime game. Holidays, both holidays didn't crack 10. Jalen Johnson played five. Right. Griffin is looming. Is looming as a bit as an option. Now it is going to be impacted when Bogdan Bogdanovich returns. And it could be impacted if they end up doing a John Collins trade, I know. But Griffin is a player that shouldn't have slipped that far in the draft. Um, and it's weird that it's taken this long for him to get in, but he can bloody shoot. I think he can defend. I think he can be a good fantasy player. I wouldn't add him in 12 team leagues. Probably not even 14, but Dynasty, yeah. Your window maybe is still open to buy low in Dynasty, but probably not. And I'm excited to see what he can do. On the other side, I'm interested to see what DeJounte Murray can do. Not other side. Other side of the excitement scale. Because Murray's recent performances have been, I'll say, lackluster. They're actually really pretty much exactly in line with what I expected from him in the preseason. But he blew us away in the first couple of weeks with massive assists, big scoring, great shooting. And now he's becoming like a 19-7-5 guy instead of the 22-9-8 and eight or whatever he was last season. That's sort of falling in line. He over the last week or so, it's Trey Young is not taking really any hit at all. It's all Dejounte. Like he is reducing back, and he's going to push probably, I think, back into being a third round player. But let's watch that for the Cleveland Carol, not Carolers, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Dracaris. Yeah, Dracaris Levert off the bench. I would guess with Lamar Stevens starting. The important thing there is to watch his minutes. Now, we're not going to get a full indication of how it all works because Dean Wade still remains out. Bogdanovich still out, of course, for the Hawks. Um, but with Steven starting over Levert, excuse me, Obi, um, it's really hard to look at him as a 12-team league guy, Karras. I talked about it on the Waiver Wire show earlier today. Let's see if anything changes my mind here. I'm very, very doubtful that it will. Also want to watch Donovan Mitchell. He's gone. Is good. Because much like DeJounte Murray, we thought that when he would join the Cavs, the assist rate would probably drop. And early on, it didn't. 
because Garland was out. But we have seen recently that instead of like five or six assists, it's like four to five. And that might not seem like much, but it's enough to have an impact and take him from being a top 10 player, which he was, and he has been all season, back to being a second rounder, maybe even a third rounder. And I think he probably does settle somewhere in the third round, Don. Kevin Love was originally doubtful, and they thought, oh, he's going to miss games here with this fractured thumb. But they've actually upgraded Kevin Love to questionable, which is really intriguing. Now, I think Love is a very low upside back-end 12-team league player who is fine to roster, but also totally fine not to. But the fact that he's now been upgraded with this thumb fracture is very, very intriguing. Magic and the Pacers. We just saw this game the other day, and we're going to see it again. The Pacers are seven-point favorites, injury-wise. What's happening in Orlando? Well, of course, there's a million players out, as always. Paulo Bunkero, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz, he who shall not be named. Mo Wagner most likely out. Wendell Carter Jr., interestingly, rested on the back-to-back. And I thought, all right, for sure he'll be back Monday. But he is officially questionable with that plantar fascia issue. Gary Harris um, returned. He'll likely be available. He rested the back-to-back as well, played 24 minutes in his first game. And again, this is my, you know, when I have my issues with guys like Bowl and long-term sustainability, or Bumba even for that matter, is that, you know, Harris coming back, and then Anthony coming back, and then Fultz coming back, and then Bunkero returning. Like, where does it all fit? How does everyone get the minutes and shots they need? But we, we don't know at this point um, about the status of, say, Wendell Carter. I do want to watch Muhammad Bumba. Because he's one of those guys that undoubtedly puts up good fantasy numbers. I think he's a terrible player, actually, in real life. But if Bunkero is out, which he is, and if Carter remains out, then Bumba is a must-roster player. While these guys are out, and you just run with him, and I think we're going to do it again here. Let's watch Jalen Suggs, because I've been really impressed. He was one of those guys I talked about in the preseason before all the injuries started to strike in Orlando, saying, hey... We've seen guards really struggling in their first season and turn it on in the second year. They're always a great option to pick in your last round. Darius Garland was one of those guys. You pick him in the last round, you see what happens. And then, of course, um, Suggs got hurt in the preseason. So I'm not sure about this. And then, yeah, Fultz was hurt, and then Anthony's hurt. It's been all over the place. Suggs is the first one back. He's establishing himself. He's playing really well. I think he's a must-roster guy. Let's see if it continues. For the Pacers, are we standing by our man, Jalen Smith? Stand by your man! Sticks has been, uh, what's the word? Annoying? Frustrating? The Pacers are playing well. Sticks is up and down. The starting spot is his, but it's 25 or 27 minutes. You might get a double-double. You might get six points on 10 shots. You might get a block. You might hit two threes. He is a very fringe 12-team league guy with clear top 100 upside. So you've got to weigh whether you want to deal with this nonsense and see if he figures it out. He probably doesn't. But there is the opportunity there. And then the other thing we've got to look at, and I think we've got to really look at this objectively, is Benedict Mather and Humpty Dumpty. We love a rookie who scores. You hear common, that's the wrong word, general NBA podcasts, even the deep dive type podcasts, really love what Matherin does. This guy, we haven't seen a rookie like this. People, I think the NBA rookie ladder has him number one, which of course is ridiculous because Paulo Bancaro is clearly number one. But... Yeah, those rookie ladders are insane. Like, they, they make the stupidest moves I've ever seen on those. Like, anyway, ignore that. But mainstream, what I'm trying to say, non-fantasy basketball podcast, even if it's the deep dive one, like uh, yeah, a dunked on podcast, they'll talk about how good Matherin's been, all right? Because of his ability as a rookie to get to the line, it's unmatched. The ability to hit these pull-up threes in transition and be an efficient shooter is, is unbelievable to see as a rookie. It's true. He's not very good for fantasy. And we have to look at that scoring 
which he's doing, but the fact that he's playing like 27 minutes, he gets you know, no real rebounds, assists, or steals, or blocks. He gets to the line pretty well, but efficiency's up and down, and minutes are up and down. He's not like remotely a top 100 player this season. I don't even know if he gets there. I think he might be like top 170 over the last two weeks. So, well, I want to see Matherin's minutes, and the fact that um, Aaron Neesmith played so well last game makes me think that Nembhard and Neesmith are still going to get priority to starting over him. Um, I, I'm still holding Matherin, but honestly, when we hit December, and it's, if it's still the same, I'm like, oh, what? I don't know the point of this. It, it might not be worth holding in a 12-team league, and that might seem sacrilegious for a guy that everyone is so high on, but he's just not contributing enough for fantasy. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that for Matherin, actually. Drop them below. What, what, what do you think about that? Like, I am holding him, but he's far from an infallible player that I'm, you're never going to consider dropping at this point. Nixon Thunder. This is a back-to-back for your New York and Tom Thibodeau's New York Knickerbockers. Um, Cam Reddish was out on Sunday. So they started Quentin Grimes, of course, who was not good enough to play any single minutes at all. Been out of the rotation since coming back. He came back, started one game, hurt his foot, and has played 23 minutes in the next eight games combined. I don't know what he did on Sunday because I'm recording this before that, but we want to see what he does there. Also want to see Isaiah Hartenstein. Mitchell Robinson's back, but Hartenstein started over him on Sunday. Will Robinson play the back-to-back? Will Hartenstein get more minutes, or will they bring the Lionheart Jericho Simpson? And is Tom Thibodeau a terrible coach? I mean, the answer to that one's yes, but let's see how that all works out and whether Hartenstein's worth keeping. I think he probably isn't. Um, we don't have an update on the Thunder side of things with Alexei Pokyshevsky, who hurt his ankle. Trey Mann and Darius Baisley also still questionable. But I do want to watch the Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. Everything is trending in the right direction. 30, 20, 36, 28, 34 minutes the last five games. He's getting assists at a high rate. I think he's a 12-team league guy. I'd love to see him established as a 30-minute-a-night player, but I know I can't really trust the Thunder rotations, but I am willing to take that risk on him. Whereas the guy I'm not willing to care about is Lou Dort. No, my son is also named Bort. Much like Benedict Matherin, he's quite a bad category league fantasy player. He's much more in points leagues, but he's just not there for a category league. And I don't think he's a 12-team league player, but the Williams and Dort minutes, how the minutes split looks between those two, is something that's really fascinating. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. We all need help, better help maybe, in navigating life's many, many challenges. Because getting through these things, it's not something we have to do alone. Therapists are trained to help you figure out the cause of the challenging emotions and they help you learn productive coping skills. That's two things. Why am I feeling this way? And what do I do to get through it? Not to fix it necessarily, because sometimes these things are natural things, but we need to cope with it to be able to get through in our lives. Do I sound like a therapist? Maybe. Which makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine that is called you. That's deep. BetterHelp has connected over 3 million people with licensed therapists. It's convenient and it's accessible anywhere. 100% online. They're the world's largest therapy service. BetterHelp They've matched over 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it is affordable. You should be looking at this because again, getting therapy is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. It's saying, I know that I need to be able to do better and I'm making actively making myself available to do that work to make myself better. And these guys are here to help you. So you fill out a brief questionnaire. That helps match you with a therapist. But if things aren't clicking, just get another one. You just go through and go, oh, this isn't working. Let's find another one. That's how 
you get the best out of therapy. Couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA. Don't forget also to check out Locked On Sports today, your recap show of all action across the sports where they'll have great stuff for NFL Week 11 coming up as well. Let's look at the Warriors and the Pelicans are back-to-back for the Golden State Warriors, so do not expect Clay Thompson to be playing in this game. At this point uh, of me recording this, Clay will play Sunday and will likely sit in this game on Monday. Zion Williamson is likely to return, while Trey Murphy is dealing with foot soreness that caused him to leave the last game. He is questionable. Of course, if Zion's out and Trey's in, then Trey's value gets boosted, but really intrigued to see what they do with Trey if Zion or if they both are able to play. On the Warriors side of things, I want to watch Steph because he's been amazing and he's blown my projections out of the water. I was not interested at all in taking Steph in the top six. To me, he was like a 10 to 12 sort of a pick and he was going routinely higher because I just didn't think that at age 34, he'd come out and average the most rebounds of his career or have the highest rim finishing percentage of his career and shoot 44% from three again despite not resting and playing more minutes because they're trash. You know, I've, I've illustrated my reasoning behind being down on Steph and it just hasn't panned out that way. And sometimes that's what happens. I have to sit there and try and think about why I'm going to do things and what makes logical sense. But yeah, again, if I had to come in and said, you know what, guys, the Warriors are going to be dreadful. Um, Steph's going to be the best at finishing at the rim of his career at a number that's well above any sort of league average or even like 95th percentile type stuff. You'd say you're pulling it out of your ass. There's no way that that's going to happen, but it has, right? And that's where Steph is. So we want to see, can this continue? Will there be a slump? It doesn't look like it, but will there be any sort of slump in what he's doing? Also, Jordan Poole. No clay, mate. So do something. This has been the problem with Poole. Off the bench, he can't do anything. Starting, he does well. So we're going to get a good game? We hope so. For the Pelicans, CJ McCollum really started off poorly with his shooting, but That has turned around of late, so we hope that it can continue to turn around and he can continue to put up some good numbers. But with Zion back, it's been a little bit of a weird fit at times with him sort of finding his place in that offense. Also, we want to watch um, the big fella, Jonas Valanciunas. Jonas Valanciunas. I fully expect with Zion back that he'll barely play. He won't hit 25 minutes. I don't think he's quite a drop, but bloody hell. Like, it's getting pretty close to that. And it is hard to continue to justify a center playing 20 minutes a night to be a 12-team league guy. Let's look at the Blazers and the Bucks. We know that Lillard is going to be out, probably looking at a couple of weeks here for this calf injury again, unfortunately. Um, Gary Payton will be out. Chris Middleton will be out, but he has done some practice, so he'll be returning soon. Um, Milwaukee's starting to get a little bit healthier. Paddy Connaughton has been upgraded to questionable. Wes Matthews is questionable. Um, the other one is Keon Johnson questionable because if Lillard is out, Johnson will be in the rotation. And that's something that deeper leagues need to pay attention to. Well, the one thing we want to watch mainly in Portland is Shaden Sharp, who I expect will get a start, but he might not. He didn't close the game last time. It was Justice Winslow, but Sharp did start the last time that um, Lillard was injured. He didn't do very much in those minutes. And he's much like Matherin, he's a very, very empty fantasy player at this point. So I wouldn't rush to add Sharp in 12-team leagues. Maybe you could make an argument in points leagues, but I couldn't make it in category leagues. For Justice Winslow, it's the opposite. You're not getting scoring, but you're getting other numbers. He's still probably more of a 14-team league guy, but I can see some 12-team appeal for him coming up. While we also want to watch Yusuf Nurkic, who the three games since he returned from injury, 15 minutes, which was rough, 25 minutes, and then 27, but still didn't close the game. 
They had Drew Eubanks and Winslow in there closing the game instead. Um, will Nurkic get back to that 30 minutes he was playing early, earlier in the year? Or is he going to be stuck under 20, which is quite frustrating. For the Bucks, we know all the nonsense that happened with the ladder and Montrez Harrell in Philadelphia. But what I want to see is Giannis. Can he get, like, can we get something happening? Like, he is struggling. Now, I know that it is a great illustration of the power of a ranking number and how utterly useless it can be at times because Giannis is not even ranked inside the top 80 this season because his free throw impact is so negative. But you drafted him knowing that, so he's still that top guy. But recently, the field goal percentage has fallen away and that's that's hurt his value. So let's see if that can get back together. But again, if you drafted Giannis, right, you were under, with the understanding that the, field, the free throws were going to be bad and you have to like accept that. So it's not like a big surprise. Like, Man, Giannis killing my free throws. Like, no shit. Like, you knew this was going to be the case. So therefore, those ranking numbers are completely irrelevant to the value that Giannis actually provides. I want to see where Javon Carter sits. He is starting and getting good minutes, but with Drew Holiday back, will he continue to start next game? Will they move Marjon Beauchamp to the bench? I think they will. Does Grayson Allen come back into that starting lineup? Like, where does Carter and Allen and Beauchamp all fit? with the expectation that Drew Holiday is back and starting, which, again, is the expectation. Celtics Bulls. The Celtics are six-point favorites in this one. Marcus Smart is still questionable. Brogdon is back, of course. Rob Williams is out. Lonzo Ball is out. Derek White has been playing really, really well of late. Maximum Derek. But, but, it's because we had Smart out and Brogdon out. And the games before they went out, he played 22, 18, and 20 minutes and had been benched for Grant Williams. So if Smart remains out, sure, we just keep rolling with Derek White because he has an ability to put up really good fantasy numbers, and we're seeing that. But when Smart returns, they go back to Derek White off the bench and then him and Brogdon cannibalizing each other's minutes, and I don't think that's going to last. also want to watch Grant Williams, who is getting really good minutes. Really good. Is it translating into awesome fantasy numbers? Not every night, no. So he is a fringe 12-team league player. Still probably want to have him. Points leagues, not so much. But I'd like to see something from him. I also want to see something from Ayodesumu, who I believe is a 12-team drop. The low usage is not going to change. He's losing minutes. His last five games, 27, 26, 30, 28, 24. That's well, well down. And that's nowhere near enough for him to be a 12-team league player because Goran Dragic has been outplaying him. They've got Caruso. There's Kobe White back in the mix now as well. I'm not that interested in Desumu for 12 team leagues, but I also want to watch Zach Levine. Because he was atrocious in that last game and he got benched by Billy Donovan and he was not happy about it. How does he respond? At this point, do we just accept that Levine is a borderline top 50 sort of player versus that top 25 guy he was two years ago before DeRozan arrived? Is it good for the Bulls that DeRozan is dominating the ball versus Levine? Is it good that they paid him a max contract? No. You know, where, where does he fit with this with this team? And is there room for improvement? I'm not sure. Like, it's improvement from last game, no doubt. But yeah, how much better does it get? Today's episode is also brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy. But it's not daily fantasy the traditional way. With salaries and going up against thousands of people. It's just you versus the projections that Price Picks puts out there. They go, Luka Doncic, 25 and a half points. You go over. They say Caleb Martin over under four and a half rebounds. You choose under or over, whatever you want to do. You go between two to six of those individual player projections, put them into a lineup. You can win up to 25 times your entry fee. It's not competing against other people. It's just the projections. And it's so many sports. The NFL, NHL, boxing, MMA, 
NASCAR, golf, the World Cup. The World Cup, yes. WNBA, when that comes on. Women's college basketball, men's college basketball, and of course, the GOAT, disc golf. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. And it's currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix gives you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix gives you $50. So don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The Heat and the Wolves is the next game. This is a back-to-back for Miami. And we're not going to have full understanding of their injury report probably until just before this game. Because for Sunday's game, Tyler Hero is out. Someone said that the Tyler Hero song is their favorite song that I play. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. Of course, thousands of people said they hate it, but that's fine. One person said they like it, and that's all I need. Tyler Hero is out on Sunday. Jimmy Butler will be out both Sunday and Monday. And there's a raft of questionable players. Bam Adebayo, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, Dwayne Dedman, who are all questionable for Sunday. If they play Sunday, does that make their chances of playing Monday more likely? I don't know. This roster at the moment is an absolute mess, and there are so many weird situations there. But one thing we do know is that Caleb Martin's value is going to be elevated. How elevated, we don't know. But Butler out does help him, but then if he has Hero out and Vincent out and Robinson out and Bam out, then he is going to have value. And he's a great streamer for Monday's action. I also want to watch Orlando Robinson because last game, Orlando Robinson, yes, he is a real player. Of course, guys, don't even ask the question. If you're on ESPN, you, you, can't, you can't add him. Why would you be able to add him? It's not like he's on a roster or anything. He's not there. He played 29 minutes last game as a backup center behind Little Chungus Nikolajovic. I thought he played all right. He is a fantasy stat beast in the mold of like a Charles Bassey, probably a higher scorer than Bassey, a per 36 type of guy, and a name to watch if Bam and Deadman are out, which is possible. For the Wolves, D'Angelo Russell had some real struggles in that little stretch in like week three through week five or whatever it was, but the shooting has improved for him. There's no injuries on this team, by the way. Can you keep that up? Because the minutes have pushed up. He had that little run where he was playing 27 a night, but 35, 32, 34, the last three games, a little bit back in Chris Finch's good graces. And then Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. Um, people are pretty disappointed with Gobert, and his blocks have been down. But as someone posted out over on Basketball Monster, they said that, yes, they're down, but over the same time frame last season, he has like four fewer blocks. Like, it's not a gigantic difference. He comes out and has four blocks in the next game, and he's basically back at that same level. So while it is disappointing, um, it is disappointing to see him dropping a little bit. I think the blocks will come back for him. And now the Jazz and the Clippers, the last game of the day for Monday. At the moment, we don't expect Mike Conley to play. In fact, I think it's highly doubtful. He said the injury to his knee was not as serious as he first thought, but he is probably going to miss some time. So we have to expect that he is out on Monday. Rudy Gay will be out with that um, hand issue. Paul George is likely to play. He left Sunday's game, Saturday's game early with the knee soreness. He says he's fine, while Luke Kennard is questionable as well. What we want to watch in Utah is Taylor Horton Tucker, who closed the game over Colin Sexton. And Tony Jones from The Athletic expects that Taylor Horton Tucker will be the starting point guard if Conley is out. Now, that's not confirmed at all. That's what he thinks. So we want to see, is Horton Tucker going to get that opportunity? Yeah, Beasley will remain his big minute role off the bench. And Sexton will play that pissy little 22-minute role, which 
you know, has led him to be droppable. Although I would hold Sexton to see what happens in this one. We'll see what Conley's injury actually is. But we really want to see Horton Tucker. Now, yeah, just be aware that your field goal percentage might get hit really hard, but he can rack up some counting sets. And we've seen it when he has the ball in his hands and he's in a big minute role. Some fantasy value can come from Horton Tucker. Also, Malik Beasley. Again, I think Beasley is a 12-team league guy with Conley out especially, but he is on a hot streak. He'll go cold for sure, but he has pushed Sexton way down the pecking order and he's playing well. For the Clippers, we always want to keep an eye on Kawhi Leonard. It's not great yet, but honestly, I don't care. Like the fact that he is back and we are pushing forward with him, I think he had 11 points last game. It's going to be fine as we move forward. It's two games, right? I know it's been an annoying process and I've been as annoyed as it with anybody. Right? More, or more or as annoyed as anybody. That's what I'm trying to say. But get another data point here. Norman Powell was great last game. Played 31 minutes, scored well. I have no faith in it at all. Again, the Jackson, Wall, George, Kawhi, Canard, Man, Minutes. Like, how do we get him? There's not enough there and not enough usage for Storm and Norman, despite a good game last time, to be useful enough for me. Let's look at some streaming options for category leagues for Monday. Kevon Looney, Taylor Horton Tucker. Really like him as a streamer. The Bronco, Jalen Williams. Broncos country, let's ride. Emmanuel Quickly, Caleb Martin. Pat Williams, Kyle Anderson, and Walker Kessler. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in over 90% of leagues. Horton Tucker should not be, but he is. Chumura KK, Grayson Allen, Timothy John McConnell, Justice Winslow. He's probably a 12-team league stream Winslow. Obi Toppin, Anthony Lamb in Golden State, Drew Eubanks. You can throw Shaden Sharp in there for deeper leagues as well, but he has been rostered in more than the cutoff that I use for that. In points leagues, Horton Tucker, Looney, Quickly, Jalen Williams, Larry Nance still available in over 50% of Yahoo leagues. Don't know why. Justice Winslow, Isaiah Hartenstein, if Robinson does sit because it's a back-to-back. And, or you can throw Jericho Sims in there as well, the Lionheart. You just made the list. And Caleb Martin is a stream as well. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey. Throw it up on YouTube, the, the thumbs up, the comments, all that stuff. Guys, we're done. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.